Hi, and welcome to the Book of Rulebooks. My name is Mathieu Labrosse, and today I'll read to you Chapter 4, Legacy of You, a game designed by Shem Phillips and published by Garfield Games. During the reign of Emperor Yao, the people of ancient China were constantly plagued by deadly floods along the Yellow River. Eager to put an end to the devastation, Yao selected Gun, one of his officials, to devise a plan. After nine years of failed attempts using dams and dikes, Gun's employment came to a questionable end. After his passing, Yu inherited his father's work. Learning from Gun's failures, Yu set out to construct a series of canals to direct the surging river into nearby fields and smaller waterways. The Campaign Legacy of You is a solo-only, fully resettable, non-linear campaign game in which you step into the role of the legendary hero of the Xia dynasty, Yu the Great. It will be your job to build the canals ahead of the impending flood while also defending your growing settlements against neighboring barbarian tribes. Each game, stories will be shared and new gameplay elements added. The campaign features a self-balancing system which adapts to how well you're doing. The campaign ends once you either win or lose 7 games. For most campaign games, you might expect to find an introductory game to get you familiar with the systems. This is not the case for Legacy of You. Instead, you should be confident to jump right in and start progressing through the campaign. And don't worry if you end up losing your first few games. This will still help you unlock new elements and to progress the story. Only open the storybook when instructed to. Anytime the game instructs you to resolve an effect showing the gold turtle with a number, immediately turn to that entry in the storybook. Carefully read the entry and follow its instructions. Be careful not to read any other entries that might share the same page. Only look through the story deck when instructed to. Anytime the game instructs you to find certain cards, carefully look through the story deck to find them. All cards are numbered with a gray stone in their bottom right corner. Be careful not to look too closely at other cards as you search through the story deck. Aim of the game. While elements might change from game to game, the aim for each remains the same. To finish the canals before it's too late. You win the game if you successfully build all six canal sections and survive till the end of the current round. There are three different ways you can lose the game. First, due to the flood. If the flood moves onto an unbuilt section of the canal or off to the right side of the board, you lose. Second, due to the barbarians. If there are ever seven barbarians along the top of the board, you lose. And third, due to damage. If you need to destroy a townsfolk card but have none left to destroy, you lose. Here are the relevant components you will find in this game. You will find a number of different cards. You'll find five different types of workers, which are white, red, black, 
blue, and yellow, you'll find three different types of building, which are farms, outposts, and huts. You'll find four types of resources, which are cowrie shells, clay, wood, and provisions. You'll find two different markers, which are the barge and the flood, and you'll also find the storybook. Important, do not look through the storybook or the story deck. Be careful not to shuffle the story deck. Campaign Setup Before your first game, locate the victory and defeat cards. Place two gold cards face down. Then, shuffle the six blue victory cards and place them on top of the gold victory card. Do the same for the six black defeat cards, placing them on top of the gold defeat card. Once you have done this, you won't need to set up these decks again for the campaign. Don't worry if the cards get mixed up when setting up or packing down the game between plays. Just be sure that the gold cards are always at the bottom and the others are randomly placed on top. Their order will not matter between plays. Game Setup For each game, follow these steps. First, place the board in front of you. Second, shuffle all townsfolk cards. Place 10 of these face down below the board in the second space from the left. This forms your ready pile. The space to its left is for your exhausted pile. Place the remaining townsfolk cards face down to the left of the board to form the townsfolk draw pile. Allow space nearby for the townsfolk discard pile. From the top of the townsfolk draw pile, reveal and place one townsfolk card face up into each space above the board, except for the rightmost space. Third, shuffle all barbarian cards and place them face down to the right of the board to form the barbarian draw pile. A law space nearby for the barbarian discard pile. From the top of the barbarian draw pile, reveal in place one barbarian card face up into the rightmost space above the board. Fourth, Separate all canal cards into three face-down piles by the jade numbers shown on their backs. Shuffle the one to two jade canal cards together. From these cards, reveal and place one face-up onto each of the two leftmost outline spaces of the river, which runs across the top half of the board. Do the same for the three to four jade canal cards, placing one face-up onto each of the two middle outline spaces. Do the same again with the 5 and 6 jade canal cards for the two rightmost outline spaces of the river. Return all other canal cards to the huts and canals section of the box. Fifth, shuffle all hut cards and place one face down onto each of the four outline spaces of the settlement in the bottom right area of the board. Return all other hut cards unseen to the huts and canals section of the box. Do not look at the other side of the hut cards until you are permitted to do so by constructing huts during the game. Sixth, place the three farms, four outposts, and four huts in their correct positions on the board. Place the flood at the far left end of the river. Place the barge on the top of the leftmost canal card. And finally seventh, 
place all workers and resources, which are cowrie shells, clay, wood, and provisions, into a main supply nearby. Also place the storybook and story deck nearby. You may also wish to place the rulebook face down to the left of the board as it functions as a player aid and icon reference. As you progress through the campaign, there may be additional elements to set up as well. These will all be explained as they are revealed. Round Structure Legacy of You is played over a series of rounds. Each round follows this structure. First, the harvest. Second, take actions. Third, return barge if used. Fourth, suffer attacks. And finally, fifth, refresh card row. You continue through these phases, round after round, until you either win or lose the game. Before diving into specific phases and actions, there are a few key rules and concepts to cover. Worker colors. If an action requires a laborer, which is the white worker, then a white worker must be used. In other words, the white worker icon does not mean any worker. Likewise, if an action requires a specific colored worker, it must be of that color. Constructed outposts can allow you to treat a color as a different color. Destroying Townsfolk Cards If an action or effect requires you to destroy a Townsfolk card, this must always come from the topmost Townsfolk card from your ready pile. It is removed from your ready pile and placed face up into the Townsfolk discard pile, not your exhausted pile. This will often be as a result of building the canal or suffering attacks from barbarians. If you need to destroy or draw Townsfolk cards, but have none in your ready pile or exhausted pile, you immediately lose the game due to damage. Drawing from an empty ready pile. If you ever need to draw or destroy Townsfolk cards from your ready pile while it's empty, Immediately shuffle your exhausted pile to form a new ready pile and advance the flood along the river. Advancing flood moves it one space to the right. If it moves to a space where there was previously a canal card, where the canal has been built, nothing happens. If it moves onto a canal card or off the right edge of the board, you immediately lose the game due to flood. Tip. At the start of each round, check how many Townsfolk cards are left in your ready pile. This will give you an idea of how many rounds you have available before the flood will move. Townsfolk and Barbarian Draw Piles If you ever need to draw from these piles while they are empty, simply shuffle all these cards to form a new draw pile. This does not advance the flood. first phase of a round is the harvest, in which you gain workers and resources and draw townsfolk cards in preparation for the round. During each harvest, you simply gain all items depicted by the harvest icon and return any workers from hut spaces to your supply. In the first round, 
This will usually mean that you would draw four townsfolk cards from your ready pile, gain one laborer, which is the white worker, one cowrie shell, and then one provision. Then you would also gain one cowrie shell for each outpost you have constructed. As you play the game, more items will also be added to your harvest. This can be from constructed farms and any townsfolk cards tucked beneath the board. In later rounds, you may have workers on the hut spaces of the board. These are returned to your supply during each harvest. This is a way of using your workers without actually spending them back to the main supply. Take any townsfolk cards you draw from your ready pile into your hand. Place all workers and resources in front of you as your supply. There is no hand limit, nor any limit to how many workers or resources you may have in your supply. However, you are limited by the physical components in the game. If you ever need to take a worker or resource and it is not available, you simply don't collect it. There is, however, a way to trade items, which can be done at any point. This can be a way to make workers or resources available when they previously were not. We'll go over trading a little later. The second phase of a round is a take actions, in which you will use all townsfolk cards in your hand and take actions by spending resources and workers. This phase is where you will spend most of your time during the game. There are a lot of different actions that can be taken. Most actions can be taken any number of times, granted you have the resources or workers to do so. This phase continues until you decide to stop. You may hold on to any number of workers and resources in your supply between rounds. However, you cannot hold onto townsfolk cards in your hand. All townsfolk cards in your hand must be used in some way each round. Townsfolk cards have a number of uses. They can be played from your hand to your exhausted pile to gain the items shown in the top left corner, only those in the brown background. This will usually be one resource or worker. They can also be discarded from your hand to the townsfolk discard pile and not your exhausted pile to gain all items shown in the top left corner, which are both those in brown background and on the red background. Discarding townsfolk cards from your hand is not something you want to do too often, but it can be a great way of getting those few extra items you might be seeking. Generally, discarding a townsfolk card will give you two workers and or resources. Townsfolk cards can also be tucked beneath the board to improve your harvest in future rounds. You start the game with one available space for tucking a townsfolk card. Each hut you construct opens up one more space. Each space may only hold one tucked townsfolk card. Once tucked, townsfolk cards will remain there for the rest of the game. Lastly, they can be used for their food icon shown on the left of each card on the tan background. You should ignore these icons until their usage is explained by events revealed throughout the storybook. You can use workers and resources for a number of different actions. These include building the canal at a maximum of once per round, attacking barbarians, 
recruiting or dismissing new townsfolk, constructing farms, outposts, and huts, using huts, and trading. More actions may be added to this list as you progress through the campaign. Building the canal. To build the next section of the canal, the barge must be sitting on the leftmost canal card. If the barge is not there, that's because you already built a section of it this round. You can only take this action once per round. If the barge is there, follow these steps to build the next section of the canal. First, spend workers and cowrie shells shown at the top of the canal card back to the main supply. Second, move the barge off the board. There's a space for it to sit on the back of the rulebook if you're using it. Third, remove the canal card from the board, placing it aside for now. Fourth, resolve the effects shown along the bottom of the canal card from left to right. This will often be gaining clay or wood, destroying townsfolk cards, or referring to an entry in the storybook. Townsfolk cards destroyed this way represent the dangerous and sometimes deadly task of building the canals. And finally fifth, return the canal card to the huts and canals section of the box unless a storybook entry specifies otherwise. Attacking Barbarians Left unchecked, barbarians will storm your settlement each round. To attack a barbarian, follow these steps. First, Spend the provisions shown on the board below where the Barbarian card is sitting. Second, spend the workers shown on the left side of the Barbarian card. Third, gain the rewards shown on the right side of the Barbarian card. Fourth, place the defeated Barbarian card into the Barbarian discard pile. If you defeat a Barbarian with a gold turtle, turn to that entry in the storybook. Carefully read the entry and follow its instructions. Recruiting or dismissing new townsfolk. Above the board are a number of townsfolk cards for you to recruit or dismiss. When doing either, you must pay the provisions shown on the board below where the townsfolk card is sitting. The leftmost townsfolk card each round is always free. To recruit, Place the townsfolk card into your exhausted pile. You do not gain any further rewards for doing this. To dismiss, place the townsfolk card into the townsfolk discard pile, and then gain the items shown in the top left corner, only those in the brown background. Constructing farms, outposts, and huts. In order to keep up with the demands of building the canal and defending your settlement, you will want to construct some buildings. To construct a building, you will need to have an available build site. These are the square spaces directly below the river. You begin with just one build site, but will unlock more as you build a canal. If you have no available build sites, you cannot take this action. Follow these steps when constructing a building. First, spend the required workers, clay, and wood. Second, 
Move the building you are constructing to any available build site and gain any items you cover. The position of the flood has no effect when constructing buildings. Build sites do not need to be filled from left to right on the board. Farms cost one laborer, one clay, and one wood. You may build these in any order. They provide you with additional workers or provisions each harvest. Outposts cost one laborer, one clay, and three wood. You may build these in any order. They provide you with additional cowrie shells each harvest. They also allow you to treat workers as different color types. Huts cost one laborer, three clay, and one wood. You must build these in order from left to right. They provide you with new hut spaces to place workers and open new spaces for tucking townsfolk card beneath the board. When building a hut, turn over the hut card and resolve its printed effects. Then, return the hut card to the huts and canals section of the box, unless a storybook entry specifies otherwise. Trading Along the river are printed a number of trades available for you to do. You may use each trade any number of times, at any point during the game, and not only during the take actions phase. This can be a good way to get around component restrictions. For example, if you needed to collect three cowrie shells, but there are only two available, you could spend two cowrie shells back to the main supply to gain one provision, which is one of the trade available on the board. Then you would be making those three cowrie shells available to collect. The position of the flood has no effect on trading. You start the game with only one potential trade, but more will become available as you build the canal. Reading from left to right across the river, each trade allows the following. The first one is to spend three cowrie shells to gain one clay or one wood. The second would be to spend two cowrie shells to gain one provision. The third would be to exhaust one townsfolk card from your hands to gain two cowrie shells. You would gain no other benefits from that townsfolk card. The fourth would be to spend one laborer, which is the white worker, and one provision to gain one worker of any color. The fifth would be to spend four cowrie shells to gain one laborer. The sixth would be to spend two provisions and two cowrie shells to draw one townsfolk card from the top of the townsfolk draw pile and add it to your hand. And the final one would be to spend one clay or one wood to gain one cowrie shells. Using huts. You may place workers from your supply onto hut spaces. As mentioned earlier, any workers placed here will be returned to your supply during each harvest. Each hut space can only contain one worker and its color does not matter. You start the game with only one hut space, but more will become available as you construct huts. Placing workers on hut spaces provides a variety of immediate rewards. These rewards are very similar to those gained during each harvest. Now that we're done with the taking actions phase, it's time to look at the third phase of the round, which is the return barge if used. 
Once you're done taking actions, it's time to do some quick resetting before the next round. If you did not construct the canal this round, the bar should still be on the board. Skip this phase if that is true. If you did construct the canal, you'll need to return the barge to the board. Place it on the leftmost canal card still on the board. If there are no canal cards remaining on the board, there is no need to return the barge. The game is about to end. Phase 4. Suffer attacks. The barbarians attack. Will you bribe them or take damage defending your settlement? For each Barbarian card still above the board, you must resolve the effects shown along their bottom edge. Most Barbarian cards will have the option to either destroy Townsfolk cards from the top of your ready pile by placing them in the Townsfolk discard pile, or to pay some combination of workers or resources as bribe. You are not forced to pay the bribe, but if you cannot pay it or choose not to, you must suffer the damage by destroying Townsfolk cards. When bribing with workers, you can think of this as sending off workers to negotiate with the Barbarian. They'll probably return back to your settlement at some point though, right? Fingers crossed. This Barbarian will either destroy one Townsfolk card or cost one laborer, which is the white worker, to bribe. The fifth and final phase of a round is the refresh card row, where you'll refill all spaces above the board with Barbarian and Townsfolk cards. To refresh the card row, follow these steps. First, if there are any Townsfolk cards still above the board, slide them as far as possible to the left to fill empty spaces. Second, count up how many Barbarian cards need to be added. This is the sum of all numbers of Barbarian card icons found along the top shore of the river. Third, if required, slide any remaining Barbarian cards to the left so that there are enough spaces to the right for the new Barbarian cards to be added. In the rare case that there are Townsfolk cards in the way, discard the leftmost Townsfolk card and repeat step 1. Think of this as the Barbarians chasing off the Townsfolk. Fourth, reveal the required number from point two of Barbarian cards from the top of the Barbarian draw pile to fill spaces from right to left. If there are any spaces between Barbarian cards at this point, slide them as far as possible to the right to fill any empty spaces. If the Barbarian draw pile runs out when you need to draw from it, simply shuffle the discards to form a new draw pile. Fifth, in most cases, this will result in a few empty spaces in the middle, dividing the townsfolk and barbarian cards. Fill these spaces from left to right by revealing townsfolk cards from the top of the townsfolk draw pile. If the townsfolk draw pile runs out when you need to draw from it, Simply shuffle the discards to form a new draw pile. If at this point there are 7 Barbarian cards above the board, you immediately lose due to the Barbarians. Even if you had completed the canal, this would still cause you to lose. Often in your last round, you'll be aiming to finish the canal while also defeating as many Barbarians as possible.
end of the game. The game ends when you either win or lose. You win the game if you successfully build all six canal sections and survive till the end of the current round. There are three ways you can lose the game. The first is due to the flood. So if the flood moves onto an unbuilt section of the canal or off the right side of the board, you lose. You may also lose due to the barbarians. If there are ever seven barbarians along the top of the board, you lose. And finally, you may lose due to damage. If you need to destroy a townsfolk card, but have none left to destroy, you lose. If you win the game, turn over the top victory card. This will direct you to a read and entry from the storybook. If you lose the game, turn over the top defeat card. This will direct you to read one of two entries from the storybook. If you lost due to the flood, read the top entry. If you lost due to the barbarians or due to damage, read the bottom entry. If you turned over a gold victory or defeat card, you have finished the campaign. This card will direct you to read one final entry from the storybook. Between games. To store your progress between games, be sure to file cards into their correct sections of the box insert. Over the course of the campaign, various cards will be added from the story deck, while others will be placed into history. Once placed into history, there's no need to access these cards again. Don't worry about sorting these cards. No workers or resources are carried over between games. Any remaining townsfolk cards in your hand or ready or exhausted piles are shuffled back together with all other townsfolk cards during the setup of your next game. Likewise, all other elements are reset each game, such as canal cards, hut cards, buildings, etc. In other words, after resolving your victory or defeat card, the current game's final state has no effect on your next game. Resetting the campaign. Legacy of You is completely resettable. This allows you to play through multiple campaigns or to share the game with a friend to enjoy. To reset the campaign, separate all cards using their greystone numbers. The story deck should be sorted in its original order. Greystone zero-valued cards are the starting cards. Regardless of whether you win or lose the campaign, you would have only seen around 40 to 60% of the hidden content. Combined with the randomness of how victory and defeat cards are revealed, this makes each campaign feel unique. And that is it for chapter 4 of the Book of Rulebooks. Legacy of You, a game designed by Shem Phillips and published by Garfield Games. Check out their crowdfunding campaign currently on Kickstarter. My name was Mathieu Labrosse and thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in the next chapter where we'll cover the game Mirmese.